Hello, welcome to Baffled, the podcast that tries to find the most amazing facts that really, deep down, are complete and utter nonsense. My name's Dan. Thanks for listening. This week, I've brought you a worldwide crisp conspiracy. Uh, Also, I've got something about nuclear codes, and I've found a very bizarre way of getting cash from people. That's mine. Connor, what have you brought to the table this week? Brought you three cracking facts, gents. So one is about why it is illegal to have just one guinea pig. Also, something about people's dreams. Interesting, that one. And Ashton Kutcher's feet. Ashton, the best of all the two and a half men in my eyes. Uh, Right, that's you. Mark, what have you got? Well, Dan, on this week's episode, I'm looking at the origins of an idiom. For once, Facebook is a legitimate research tool. And why there's no rush to buy presents for the planet Pluto, or what used to be the planet Pluto. I mean, there's no rush to buy any presents at the moment. We're just happy to be getting by, I think. Amazing. Right, it's all on the way in this week's Baffled. Stay there. The planet, yeah, I was going to say, Mark, it's not its not a planet anymore, I don't think. You can have that fact for free, by the way. And well, they keep you. chopping and changing whether it, whether it is a planet. But uh, I think I think they'd have it. Quickly, before we get into them, uh, Connor, can you name me the, 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 the eight planets? The eight planets? Yes. Venus, Jupiter, Mars, Earth. He's got halfway. The moon, the sun. <laughs> I mean, no. You missed out the first one, Mercury. The moon. Mercury. The yeah. Um, <clears throat> and whatever Pluto is now. Okay. It's, it's a brilliant way to start off a podcast where we're in search of knowledge, I think. Uh, yeah. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn. Yeah, no, 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 I reckon Neptune. I've got it. I reckon I've got it. Venus, Uranus, Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter, Mercury, Mars, Neptune. Yeah, out of order, but the planets are there. I'll do it right. in order if you like. I think I could probably do it in order. Right, okay. Let me just hold on. Let me just scatter my brain. Um, right in the distance from the sun. So we're gonna go Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. That would be from the sun. It's quick googling from you there, Connor. Listen, it's impressive. It's impressive work, Connor. <laughs> I just wanted to show off for once that I had a little bit of knowledge. Come on, give me my moment. I am more surprised, if I'm honest, that the first one you didn't say was Uranus. I thought that would be, if Connor knows one planet, it's going to be Uranus. It would be that one. Did you know, actually, when I was in the um, mix of finding facts, little, little, just a little one for you before we move on, that Uranus used to be called George? <laughs> used to be called George? Yeah. Honestly, it was actually a fact that I found, but I didn't think it was good enough for the uh, for the pod. But how did that you know, not make the list? You've done it. What you've done poorly there, Connor, is you've given us one of the best facts I've ever heard right at the start. Which means now everything the three that you give us in the episode are immediately going to be judged against the fact that Uranus was was once called George. Was once called George. Well, maybe Dan, I should open up this week's episode with a solid fact to just try and outdo that one for you. Yeah, go for it. Okay, right. First one, straight in. Guinea pigs. Did you know that it is illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? That's insane. So of all of the things in Switzerland, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Switzerland. Have you, have you been before? 
I've, I've never been to Switzerland. No, I've never made I'll it be- that far, no. I, I barely got out of Essex. But no, I lie. I have been to Switzerland. I was there for two days. Okay. And so- it, wasn't, it wasn't exciting. It was a very boring place. So I have been to Switzerland th- uh, three times now due to skiing. I've never been for any other reason other than to ski. Um, I skied at a place called Nendas, which is at the top of the mountains in Switzerland. You know, you go all the way through Switzerland. We stopped off at, um, what's the famous lake? Is it Garda? No, uh, Lake... Oh, um, oh God, seriously, I'm so thick. Uh, lake in Switzerland. I'm, I'm Googling for it. Lake Geneva. Oh, lake Geneva. There we go. There we go. So we stopped off at Lake Geneva. And what I couldn't get my head around when I read this fact about the guinea pigs is the price of things in Switzerland is astronomical. Like, honestly mental. You think that they would maybe cap that and adjust that as a law before they start worrying about guinea pigs being lonely. Notable countries like that across Europe. I know the Scandinavian countries. You have to pre- you have to pay like a fairly pretty penny for anything. Like Iceland. I mean, it's astronomical. It's like thirty quid for a gin and tonic in Iceland. Yeah, it's, it's honestly. So where we skied, Nendas kind of runs parallel to Verbier, but of course is nowhere near as expensive as Verbier. But what it allowed us to do was ski over to Verbier, and just to put into perspective how expensive it is. Top of the mountain, two plates of chicken nuggets and chips and two Red Bulls worked out at £72.50. That's right. it, no. Two, 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 two points here, Connor. Yeah. Number one, you've gone to Switzerland, continental Europe. Yep. A, a, con- a continent famed for its amazing cuisine. I know where you're going with this. Well, you've ordered chicken nuggets, chips and a Red Bull. Yes, because when you're at the top of a mountain skiing, the, uh, the options for food are quite minimal and we was at a very very high point at that time that we done that and that's why it's so expensive because of course you you know you need to eat you need to drink you're not going to ski all the way back down to do that's going to take you about an hour so you, you you're up there and it's it's really expensive but yeah it's Cat's it's audience exactly but across the board switzerland is incredibly expensive but anyway linking in with the fact when i read this i was like you know okay guinea pigs are cute right I, I, everyone loves a guinea pig but realistically it's not a big deal if they're on their own, but the fact that it's an actual law and you're charging me £72.50 for two chicken nuggets and chips and two Red Bulls, mate. <laughs> nah. What I love is I feel like you went and found a Swiss fact just purely so you could have a rant. Yeah, I just... I, I, is, I, is that what's happened here? You've gone, I want a rant about Switzerland and pricing on this podcast. I haven't got a platform for it until now. Yeah, exactly. I'll find a Switzerland fact and then I'll have my rant. Right, there you go. There's there's Connor's holiday sorted. Uh, and it turns out you can't have more than one guinea pig in Switzerland. Mark, bring us your first fact. Okay, for this fact, I first have to just... Oh, it's almost like a clarification question, just so that you can fully understand this fact when I get there. So back in like the 1700s, they used to have these things called bellows. Now, bellows are, you know, the little fans you used to do to stoke fires where Connor's you have like a bag off. in the middle. <laughs> you could just hear you take us through history. Yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter on my phone right now. I'm not going to lie. Right. So <clears throat> Connor, remember in like um, olden times where they had um, the, it almost looked like a triangle and you'd use your two hands and you'd push a bag together effectively and you'd create air which would then stoke a fire. Yeah, you know because of course, about? when you're trying to stoke a fire, if you blow on it, the oxygen makes it light. Yeah, so you know that little contraption yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, the right. little air pusher contraption thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it was officially called, the air pusher thing. Yeah. Well, did you know that during the 1700s, they weren't only used for stoking fires? No, oh, I can imagine, also, Mark. I can imagine, my friend. They were also lined along the Thames because 
physicians in the day thought that you could use them to resuscitate someone who'd been drowning. And you don't want to know where they put it to try and make people come back to life. Did they they shove it up rather than put it down? There there was a little pipe they went on the end and then that went into, you know, yeah. And uh, and then they just blow it with a bit of tobacco in it. And they would use that to try and resuscitate people. My God. So if you fell into the Thames or you tried to, you know, jump into the Thames. You get an air pressure up your backside. You'd effectively get a tobacco enema. That's what would happen. That's what would happen. The more, the more, the more I hear about people back in the day, seventeen, the more sordid and depraved these people seem to me. You know, I, I don't think the phys- the doctors back then thought this would have any bearings on whether people would be resuscitated, be brought back from a, a very watery grave. I thought they just had some. They were just interested in in, in weird stuff in, involving uh, tobacco and, and and shoving things places. Nowadays, you just. You just go to Amsterdam and pay someone a couple of quid to do that. Don't you? It's it's almost like we're going back in time with cannabis coming in as a cure for loads of diseases. Because if you went back, it was just random drugs that they used. Just going, oh yeah, it's fine. Like I'm fairly saying for one thing, they used to use like anthrax to try and I, deal it. Anthrax is a poison. I'm a little but they bit would use it to try and deal with certain illnesses because they just decided that that was what was going to work. I'm a bit more concerned about the hygiene of this. So these are communal. Sure public air pusher yeah. things so oh, yes. let's say you mark you know you, you, you've gone out on the lash with the, with the boys you got a little bit drunk you've you've ended up because i can't imagine that the thames was necessarily completely sectioned off like it is for the public nowadays you've ended up in the thames you've got a little bit it's all in you've come out right you're going to resuscitate all of a sudden the air pushers up your bum we've had a quick go mark's back we're on to the next pub what happens then on the side for the next folk Sorry, you just just give it a little wipe on your t-shirt before you use it. Yeah, that's no, all, you see that do, there is probably where a lot of the issues that we have this day and age. You know, funny that we're in one right now. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, is this is maybe where a lot of the old um, illnesses have stemmed from. Them times, maybe. Um, you you say that as if it's a regular Friday night thing. Oh, you know, you're coming back from your Friday night. You you fallen in the Thames, come back. You need a little resuscitation. <laughs> Well, no, I was just trying to, you know, make it. Yeah, I, I, but you know, people do go for dips. I, I, I'm, I'm saying that I have before got, you know, drunk and had fun and and you know been on holiday and maybe jumped in the sea late at night and been silly at times as people do. You know, you have fun. You never know. It could be a time when you need a air pusher up the backside to get you back again. Well, this is genuinely where the phrase, you know, the phrase to blow smoke up someone's backside. No way, Mark. Hold that on. That is where this phrase has come from. Is it? Be- yeah, because obviously that whole phrase is, you know, used now for, oh, you're trying to make him feel better, but, you know, also, you know, try and make yourself look good and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But actually, this is where it came from, that you do- used to genuinely blow smoke up someone's bum that- to try and make them feel physically better. That there is the fact, Mark. That there is the fact that I like. You, you that, should that's have come the headline, in. Isn't that? That's yeah, the headline, that is the headline. Isn't it? Yeah. That is you the waffled headline. on for a long time about bellows. Come in. Where did blow smoke up someone's uh, thing? Get, that, that, I'm that, just a tease. I like, I, I like a long run up before the, uh, before the climax of the fact. Right. Here's my first one. People think Walker's Crisps are at the centre of a nationwide, worldwide conspiracy that they have lied about the fabric of humanity. 
Two thirds of people remember that salt and vinegar packets used to be blue 20 or so years ago. Now they're green. Walker's crisps deny they were ever blue. Apparently, even Gary Lineker has been quoted saying he remembers they were blue. Walkers maintain they have always been green and say it's a common misconception that the rest of the world has tricked themselves into believing that they were ever blue. Two thirds of people believe that, though. What say you, Well, I think Connor? that's the thing, isn't it? Because walkers are the only people who have green salt and vinegar crisps. Everyone else has blue, right? Golden yes, Wonder back they in do. the day were notably, were, were famously blue, like a vivid, vivid blue. But like, if, if you now get like kettle chips or anything, they're all blue. I don't go for premium chips like you. What are you talking about, kettle chips? Next, you'll be bringing Tyrrells into the action and you should go skiing and paying 70 quid for a, a you know, a sausage roll like Connor is up the top of but say, it. Doesn't, it. To be honest, it doesn't sound that expensive, 70 pounds for a couple <laughs> of uh, chicken nuggets. It's... I distinctly, when I was reading this, I distinctly remember they used to be blue. And then I, because I remember it being a big kerfuffle when they did switch to green, but but apparently it was never the case. And then you think, why would Walkers lie? Why would a crisp company lie to us, Connor? Well, have you, this is, this instantly, the minute you started saying this, guys, do you know what that thing is that begins with M and it's something effect? Well, it's the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. That's it. There that we go. I'm so happy that you thought that. One of the most famous people in history. What's that thing? So yeah, the Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. The Mandela effect is uh, when he was in, everyone believed that he had died for a while, but he was actually alive. Yeah. So the Mandela effect, you know, there's like things with songs, isn't there, where you believe that you know, it was a lyric when actually in truth it isn't. Is is that this? That's exactly what it is, yeah. Okay. I, I though, because I like to be cynical and I'm quite conspiracy theory minded, I think that for some reason, I can't quite work out why, I think that Walker's Crisps are lying to us. Yeah, I. but, you know, Mark made a really good point there. Every single brand of crisp is salt and vinegar blue, isn't it? I can't think of any... That isn't other than cheese walkers. and onion is, is. I mean, we're we're getting into very very tedious territory here. But cheese and onion is notably green. Yeah, and cheese and onion is notably green. Salt and vinegar is notably the best as well. But that's for a different day. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 this is this is interesting. This. Um, I got a quick one for you, Dan and Mark. Actually, you still there? I'm still there. Yeah, I've, I haven't just dropped off. I'm still there. Yeah, I know. I know you're just processing something to come in with an absolute killer line that's going to wipe this fact out. Mark's going to be like, "Listen, I was with the owner of uh, Walkers backlight. <laughs> backlight." Yeah, but I'm going to wait five minutes before I tell you that. <laughs> um, so, two packs of crisps are crossing the road. A taxi pulls over and goes, "Hey, lads, do you want a lift?" No, thanks. We're Walkers. <laughs> this this podcast. Come if anything, on. if anything, is not the place for the lowest common denominator of gags. Sure, it's funny, but this is not the place for it, okay? I think that was so suitable to your fact. I had to just drop it in there. It's a great one, one of my favourite well, jokes. So here's the deal, right, we can do a live experiment, a live test right now. Two thirds of people think they were once blue. We've got three people here, so the maths adds up. I think they were once blue. Connor, what, what say you? Yeah, I think they were once blue as well. Mark? I can believe that they were always green. I don't know why. Do you, do you remember them can... ever being blue? No. There you go. So, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence here. You're on I the don't fin- want to commit either way. Of course way. you weren't. Yeah, you, you were too busy eating your high-end Tyrrell's crisps with the will I am. Well, there you go. That The science works out. Two-thirds of people believe that Walker's salt and vinegar crisps were once blue. Right, Connor. Time for your second fact, I think. 
Okay, so I'm saving the best till last. You'll get that in a bit, trust me. So the final terrible one, way to set up your second fact, by the way. Yeah, yeah it is a terrible way. I, that's my problem, Mark. I always seem to uh, tone down my facts before I say them. But here we go. Ready? Right. Before the invention of colour TV, 75% of people said they dreamed in black and white. Today, only 12% do. Discuss. Once again, is this just like the whole idea of the Walker's Crips? It's what people want to think. Because TV used to be black and white, therefore clearly I would have dreamt in black and white, much like every other pack of crisps that's blue is salt and vinegar, therefore Walker's must have been blue at some point in their history. Is it just the brain playing tricks? I think it's quite hard to recall, isn't it? I... I don't really know. I must dream in colour because I dream like it's my real life. But it's not something that I wake up really pondering. And also, I don't know why anyone would have had that, would would would, would have done that study back before colour TVs were a thing. Well, I I read this fact, of course, being the stupid idiot I can be sometimes, I instantly thought, oh my God, was the world black and white? idiot of course it wasn't the world was normal but the tv screens were black and white so that was where i got myself a bit confuffled but yeah basically they're saying that of course 75 percent of people said they dreamed in black and white today only 12 percent because they watch tv in black and white but that was kind of where my mind was thrown i was like but if your tv's black and white then real life is still color but then was there much color back in the day i mean life was color yes there was exactly the same amount of color back in the day but was it as colorful as it is now what do you mean as in were the colors a bit duller yeah was red a bit faded yeah like i don't know like no, life hasn't just become more colorful because you can see it better on a hd tv no, but this is something that i've always thought about like whenever TVs i look at have just become more realistic but whenever i look at like the olden days back in the days of black and white tv it always looks a little bit watercolored you know, like it doesn't. Is look... that because you're looking at a watercolor painting? No, not necessarily. I'm I just. It, to me, it always looks like like I, I can never imagine. You know, like I'm at the minute. I'm looking at a pair of vans on the floor. There's other trainers available, and they're red and they're cream. And I look and I think, you know, was it was stuff that bright back then? I mean, of all things, that you, I mean, you've disputed the dinosaurs being alive. You got Einstein's theory completely wrong last week. I think that is, I think this is the most ridiculous thing that you've ever said. I don't know. I just, I would like to know if it was as bright back in the day as to what it is in 2020. Weirdly, part of me understands where you're coming from. Thank you. There we go, Mark. Thank you. I'm so happy you said that. Uh, maybe I'm explaining it I wrong. Still, I still think you're talking nonsense. But I can kind of understand what you mean. Yeah, you kind of get my gist on it, right? But if you think about, think about paintings of like Henry VIII. Yeah, he was he was hella colourful. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was he was killing it. But there wasn't even any TV back then. Yeah. So are you saying that during the era that TV was invented, but but only in black and white, everyone went. Well, you know what? Maybe then, maybe we'll tone everything down just so TV doesn't seem quite so weird. Hello, we're here to tell you about the Loose Lips podcast. Me being Georgie Porter. And me, Samira Mighty. We are all about honesty and not holding back, especially when it comes to what's in the news. Plus, we answer your questions and give advice wherever it's asked for. Even when it's not asked for, you can expect to hear a little bit of this... 
That's so... Do you know what I mean? Not really, mate. A little bit of this. Listener letter. I'm a vegan and I'm currently dating a non-vegan. Get over it, yeah. And of course, a bit of this as well. Where (laughs) do you both sit on plastic surgery? On my fake implant butt. Bitches. (laughs) I don't. It's real. That's the Loose Lips podcast out every Monday and not forgetting the bonus extra lippy on Thursdays. Find it wherever you found this podcast. We'll see you there. Mark, what's your second one? Sell it. So sell it as Connor didn't sell his, but give yours a nice top line that's going to hook me in. Most breakups happen on a Monday. 100% true. 100% believe it. Why? Because I've been dumped twice on a Monday. Bosh. Now, obviously, it's quite hard to track this. So genuinely, for once, Facebook is a legitimate research tool. This is using... Uh, Facebook data when people change their relationship status on Facebook. Uh, and there are there are absolute peaks and troughs to when people get dumped and Monday is the worst day. So there is two, 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 I, two thoughts I have on this, that either A, most breakups happen on a Monday or most breakups actually happen on a Sunday, on a weekend, and people don't change it for a day. So therefore they change it on a Monday. Or C... People were just on Facebook changing their relationship statuses from all of those relationships that you were in. I mean, I've got my three best mates as brothers on Facebook, and I think my relationship at one stage was with my cousin. Ooh, okay. Whatever you do up the mountains while you're skiing is your own business. I reckon it's probably the first one. I reckon people probably are dumping uh, more on the on the Mondays. You know, people put everything off till Monday. People put... People put off diets till Monday. People put off having big conversations with their boss till Mondays. Monday is a day where things happen because people need uh, little signposts in their life to say, right, I'm going to do this on Monday. Monday's the start of a new week. So that, I can perfectly imagine why that happened. Um, Connor, without getting too desperately and detailed into this one, yeah. um, two breakups on a Monday. Yeah. Did you see both of them coming on the Sunday? Oh mate, I, I saw I saw him coming the Sunday a year before. I mean, it was just I just didn't have it in me to pull the plug, as they say. But yeah, both times it was a it was a Monday breakup, and yeah. I, but you know, linking in with this Monday thing, it's a it is a Monday thing, isn't it? You know, on a Friday you got the weekend there. You would definitely think to yourself, I'm I'm not going to do it. It's the weekend. I'll do it Monday and just get through the weekend. Or if you were upset you'd be busy on a Friday, Saturday night with the mates trying to get over the breakup and you'd probably edit the Facebook status on a Monday, wouldn't you? A a dreary Monday. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe people have done something on the weekend, maybe on the Friday or Saturday, then had that conversation with their other half and then they've left it to the Monday to actually make the big big switch on Facebook. Maybe that's it. Let me ask you this, Connor. Yes, go on. Is there a specific point of the year that they happened or was it just random Mondays? God, uh, actually, uh, I've been dumped both times in the latter part of the year. One was Christmas Eve and one was sort of October. Yeah, it was sort of October time. So it's always sort of the back end wintry months of the year that, you know, again, probably play a part. You're not going to want to split up with your, with your partner in summer, right? Well, this is the thing. There is isn't. There is also a peak around about two or three weeks before Christmas. No way. I think is the pr- it's it's down to buying a present isn't oh, it big time yeah, yeah you've got to think yeah. about what you're going to buy them for christmas at which point you go do i really want to buy them something 
probably not. Should we be together? Probably not. All right, I'll wait until Monday and then break up with you because clearly Monday's the breakup day. It's yeah. such it's such a shame, Connor. Just be we. Yeah, you know, I don't want I don't want this to drag on forever. I don't want to bring up old wounds. So maybe we, this is something that we leave for a future episode. And we but being broken up on Christmas Eve, man, you can't dangle that and just just me to leave that there. Come on, how was that, mate? It was uh yeah horrific. It was. It was bad times for Connor. Um, I, rem- I remember it. I remember it well. It was, you know, I was young then. I, I was young. Times were different. Um, so yeah, it was. It was an early was relationship. Was everything darker? Was everything a bit everything darker? Everything was darker. Was yes, <laughs> everything was darker. But yeah, no, it, it, it was. It was tough, you know. But I pulled through, and here I am today, hosting a baffled podcast with my two pals. And uh, yeah, life's good, you know. Life's good. What a moment for the podcasting world. Right, my second fact. You would imagine the nuclear codes for the Americans' missile bank would be pretty complicated. For years, they were as simple as eight zeros in a row. Eight zeros was all you needed to type in uh, to launch a nuclear bomb on on some country. Now Trump's involved. It's probably only two zeros because he won't remember the eight. There you go. Eight zeros. That was it. That was all a former missile launch control officer. Can you guess why it was eight zeros before I do that, Connor? Eight zeros. Can I guess why? Eight zeros. Eight zero. There's probably something to this. So if you put eight zero, um, because then it's four eights. Hmm? If you put them together. You're overthinking it massively. Mark, what about you? Is it just that it's super easy to remember? There you go, bang on. A, a former nuclear launch uh, missile controller man, <laughs> those words in a different order, said that the case was to make the time it took to launch a missile short and simple so they could quickly retaliate. So anyone who needed uh, to type in the codes, they were pressed for time. They've got a massive warhead coming their way. They need to get back. They can just quickly jam in eight zeros and, and get it done with. Yeah, not because it's, it looks like four eights. We, we've all been there, haven't we? Where you try and get online to an account or something and you just can't quite remember what your password is. Yeah, always. So so you're there and you're scrambling. You're going, oh, what was it? Oh, is it, oh, is it that one? No, it's, oh, it's not that one. It's that one. I've written it down somewhere. And, you know. As you said, if you've got a huge nuclear warhead coming at you, you ain't got a lot of time to figure out where you wrote it down on what scrap of paper and what drawer and what in what room of the house. I would just like to think, though, that the people who are in charge of doing this are intelligent, smart and well-trained enough to be able to recall a word or a number off their head that's not as simple as eight zeros. I mean, have one, two, three, four, have password. Uh, come on. However, is there also the the contra argument to that that actually you would never assume it's eight zeros because that would be too easy? Ah, hiding in plain sight. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you got you got to put it in in the context of Connor. So let, listen, guys, you you know you, we we're, we're good friends here. If you was on the team of nuclear missile launchers or whatever they're called with me, okay and you need to think of a password, would you make it complicated for me? No. You'd make it simple, wouldn't you? I I get maybe confused quicker than used to. Not that I've got something wrong with me. I'm absolutely fine. But I'm just saying I'm not as intelligent as you two. Fact. Therefore, you'd maybe think, oh, we'll keep it easy for everybody, you know? I, I understand that. I just think my faith in these people... They should repay my faith in having more complicated missile launch codes than four zeros. 
there we go connor with yes. that uh what's your third you promised us a big one yes connor, what's your third and final fact third and final fact for you today gentlemen ashton kutcher has webbed toes how do you know this please well i was determined this week this episode to bring you a fact about a famous person that is utter nonsense. I wanted to tick every box that this podcast is. Amazing facts that are complete nonsense. And I thought that this fact ticks that box. It's a great fact. It's amazing. We all love a bit of Ashton Kutcher, one of our favourite actors, been in some of my favourite films, love the guy. But he's got webbed toes. Nonsense, but kind of funny at the same time, isn't it? To know that fact. I mean, it hasn't changed my life in any way, but equally, I do feel a little bit happier for knowing it. I've got a bit more for you. So, Go on. Ashton Kutcher has a condition. Is he secretly a duck? Is that what the rest of the fact <laughs> No, no, no. Ashton <laughs> Kutcher, that would be quite good. Ashton Kutcher has a condition called, can't pronounce it, syndactyly, tilly, syndactyly, something like that, okay? If you want to find out the word, look it up. I like how you practice this before. AKA, AKA webbed toes. There we go. So the actor showed off his connected digits on a British talk show back in 08. When everything else is this good looking, something has to give. He quipped. That was the quote that come with it. Love him for that. And whipped out his webbed toes during a talk show. Don't know if you've seen a webbed toe before, but it is actually quite cool. I'm, I'm just looking at Ashton Kutcher's webbed toe on, uh, on Google. Oh, have you actually it seen is- it? Yeah. It is the, it's his second toe and his middle toe. Oh, I don't know. There's, no, there's nothing I ever want to Google. It, here's, here's the thing, though. What did he get asked to go, yeah, all right, let me show you a webbed toe? Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Because if this is where the story is originated from, then it's not like they'd have gone, oh, I heard you've got webbed toes. And he'd gone, all right, I'll show you it. Instead, he's just gone to an answer I've got webbed toes. Do you want to see? And then he's whipped his toe out on TV. Mark, that was Connor's, and I quote, earth-shattering, amazing third and final fact. Can you top it? What's yours? I can indeed. Pluto technically isn't even a year old. What? Because it because of the name. What, one second, Mark. What do you mean because of the name, Connor? Well, I didn't know if it had a name change at some stage. And and as, and as we know, famously, when you change your name, you reset your years. <laughs> you go to naught. So like Joe Lysett, when he changed his name to Hugo Boss a couple of weeks ago, suddenly became a baby again. <laughs> a fully grown baby, age zero, because he changed his name and that's how age works. Mark, this is why you're a friend of mine, because what you do is you put life into context. And I realise that that is a ridiculous comment. Please continue. So, Pluto was discovered on February the 18th, 1930. Because of how far it is away from the sun, it actually takes 248 Earth years for Pluto to complete one rotation of its own around the sun. Therefore, that's a Pluto year. So, Pluto's first birthday since its discovery doesn't actually occur until Monday, March 23rd, 2178. Oh, what a party we're going to have. Already booked in the diary. Want to remind us what the eight planets are in order again? Uh, the eight planets in order for you are... So you've got... Uh, we're going from the sun. 
Sure, yeah. Okay, so we are going from the sun. So the eight planets in order for you, uh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Slower Googling that time, you really were. Yeah, I know, but you know, because our solar system does have eight planets which orbit the sun, um, and Pluto, which until recently was considered to be the furthest planet, is now classified as a dwarf planet, just to let you know. Third and final fact from me, and I instantly think Connor's not going to like it. Remember earlier on that we had Mark, he gave us the backstory of, of literal backstory of, of why we blow smoke up other people's behinds. Um, I've got another backstory of a, of, a, of a common phrase. In the 1600s, Connor's already switched off. In the 1600s, uh, King William III at the time, he made a tax that meant people who lived in houses with more windows had to pay more. So in order not to pay the tax, not to shell out the money, they would board up their windows, which is where we get the phrase daylight robbery from. Come on, come on, you'll use that. Next time you say Daylight Robbery, you will think of that. I'll be honest, I'm literally never going to think of Ashton Kutcher's webbed feet again. I would rather hear about webbed toes than that, Dan. Mark, this is Mark. you're like this one. This, you're on board with this. I, I kind of am, mainly because I just God. always assumed that Daylight Robbery was just like, well, obviously it's harder to rob in the day. Uh, that makes sense. Daylight Robbery? I haven't even heard the term before. What? I haven't even heard what? that term before. So daylight robbery is when someone's making a mug of you. So if someone's charging you no, five I just get quid called mug. For, yeah, some, no, when someone's charging you five quid for something that you know is actually one quid, you'll go, if you were 50 years old, you would go, oh, that's daylight robbery. The people who were charging you 70 quid for a sausage roll and baked beans on toast or whatever it was up the top of Mount Vesuvius, that that was daylight robbery. <laughs> okay. okay, I've never, in my whole 24 years of living, have I had the term daylight robbery used before. I've, I've got no idea what it is. I've never heard of it. I tell you what, I thought that would go, well, not with you. I thought that would go down better. The king was robbing your daylight because you were being forced to board up your windows because you couldn't afford to have the windows. Daylight robbery. I mean, it is nonsense, but I do actually quite like it because it's changed my entire view on that sentence that I, you know, of daylight robbery, the idiom. I've enjoyed you this episode, Mark, because I feel like you've processed a lot of facts this week. Um, and you- I'm, 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 yeah, I'm kind of in a processing mood. Yeah. I'm taking stuff in. I'm internalizing it. I'm vocalizing. I'm not just jumping to conclusions this week. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, you know, and I, I like that. I feel like that's something that I need to do because, you know, going back to the first episode with my dinosaur comment. It was uh, it was utter ridiculousness, and I listened back, and I was like, "Mate!" And then I digested. I took that time. I feel like I need to do that more during the episode. So uh, yeah, but I can be honest with this fact, mate. I- I've never heard of daylight robbery before. Thank you very much. That's been another episode of Baffled. What have we learned this week? Uh, Connor likes extravagant let's be honest children's meals up the top of mountains uh, mark needs to work on his fact delivery and can't remember walker's salt and vinegar crisp packets ever being blue although he's wrong and i think we're all getting ready to celebrate pluto's birthday aren't we thank you so much for listening make sure you subscribe to baffled so you don't have to do anything to get us next week we'll automatically appear in your podcast feed and make sure you give us a follow we're all on twitter on instagram we're all of that and if you do get a chance while we're all stuck at home over the after over the next few weeks uh, very little else to do just drop us a little review over on the apple podcast place but thank you so much for listening connor say goodbye see you later gents thank you very much for today i've learned a lot mark thanks for that uh, no worries. I feel like I'm doing community service whenever I do this, just to help Connor learn a little bit more. Oh, I think we're all doing a very good job. Um, I've been Dan. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.